Welcome to another of our special Save Our Skills bonus episodes of the KBB Review Podcast. We started these episodes to look a bit deeper into the kind of advice and help that's out there for those that might have found themselves on the wrong side of redundancy because of the COVID pandemic. Today we're going to look at confidence and the role it plays in your job hunt. A positive mindset is one of the most proactive things you can have when you're approaching that search, but of course that's easier said than done if you've had your confidence knocked by that redundancy letter. I'll be talking to confidence coach Lucy Shuttonbine. And while you're here, if you enjoy this and all the other episodes of the KDB Review Podcast, please subscribe via your podcast app of choice, for example, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to make sure you don't miss any episodes, so to find us, simply search KBB Review, all one word, and please rate us and leave a joyful review as it really encourages other people to give us a try. Now just a bit of background, we started the KBB Review Save Our Skills campaign at the height of the initial lockdown as we saw a wave of redundancies hit the industry thanks to the financial impact of the coronavirus. We wanted to try and keep the collective hundreds of years of skill, knowledge and experience within the KBB industry if we could, and it's been more brilliantly successful than we could have hoped. We send out a weekly email to the whole sector showcasing some candidates looking for new roles, and so far, around 60% of those that have come through it have found a new job. We have been supported in Save Our Skills since the beginning by our good friends at KUKA, so as always, a huge thank you to them. You can see all our current Save Our Skills candidates at kbbreview.com forward slash Save Our Skills, and you can also find information about how you can become a candidate there too. It's all free, no catches, just us trying to do our bit. And of course, you can find out more about KUKA at kuka.co.uk. Now, one of the things that's come across very strongly since we started the Save Our Skills campaign is how much confidence plays a part in job hunting, but of course how much that can take a real knock following a redundancy. So, so pleased to welcome my guest for this episode, Lucy Schuttvine, who is a top confidence coach. Hello, Lucy. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for sparing us a bit of time. Now, I confess... Before I started looking into this subject, I had no idea that confidence coaches even existed, right? So I've been really looking forward to talking to you. It just sounds so interesting. So obvious question, what is a confidence coach? Okay, so a confidence coach works with people to help them change their thought patterns to really create action. So everything that confidence gives you is in order for you to take an action, whether that is to have an awkward conversation, to go for a promotion, um, or find a job, or do a career change. All of it has to come from a level of confidence that you have within. So it's a lot to do with your mindset. Right. So how much of it is confidence and how much of it is self-esteem? Or are they the same thing? I'd say the two are very linked. So with your self-esteem and how much you look after yourself and think that you are an an empowered person comes along with confidence so I've noticed this when working with people who have been made redundant that the first thing that gets a bit of a hit is your self-esteem and it's actually about turning that around and to help you build the confidence to think hey I've actually got this I can go for a new job this isn't the end of the world the layman here imagines that there are people who, who naturally struggle with self-confidence anyway. You know, that is just part of their makeup and their personality. And mm-hmm. then there are others where it's a sort of temporary knock brought about by events. 
redundancy being the obvious one we're talking about here. So how much of that are you dealing with uh, in terms of people's personalities? They're just not very confident people. And how much of it is about short-term confidence boosting? No one is ever born as a very confident person. You don't <laughs> pop out and go, woohoo, I'm, I'm really confident. It's a muscle memory and it takes time to build that confidence. Everybody is capable of doing it. It's not a case of tricking yourself, saying, okay, I'll be really confident today. It's about understanding, hey, what am I really good at? How have I done this before? How can I be resourceful? And giving yourself that bit of a boost behind you to know that that you have the skills that it takes to do this activity, whether that's speaking in a public space or whether that is actually going for a job. It's about reminding yourself that you have done a lot of these things before in the past and that you can do them again and that humans are very resilient people by nature. So it's just about overcoming those different aspects. Now, with people who have taken a bit of a confidence knock, especially around redundancy, it is a hit to your ego. And the things that will come out is the stories that you start telling yourself. You might be thinking, I'm not good enough somebody else was more intelligent than me that's why they kept their job and those stories they start to become your truths so that's all around what has to change is around the beliefs that you start creating for yourself yes it's very easy to fill in blanks isn't it with negative thoughts I suppose I was maybe done it because I am too old or because I didn't know how to do this that or the other it's very easy to tell yourself as you say to create a narrative that backs up how you're feeling Mm, absolutely and I um, had <laughs> I had therapy a few years ago when I was going through my career change and I had the light bulb moment that the world does not revolve around me and it took me you know quite a few years to work this one out but it doesn't and actually um, depersonalizing all those experiences really does help thinking you know we're going through a global pandemic right now the situation is that a lot of businesses are trying to survive and the first thing that they need to cut out is salaries because that's one of their biggest outgoings. This isn't a personal attack. This is a way for businesses to survive. Therefore, when you depersonalize it, you can like help build those stories and think, okay, well, how can I move on to a different business that is willing to pay a salary who is thriving? This is all great, really interesting stuff, but how do you actually do it? I mean, if if someone's actually sat in front of you, or I guess these days via Zoom or whatever it is, what do you actually do with them? So the first thing I do is get them to tell me about what is actually happening. Let me hear the stories that you're telling yourself. Do they tell themselves stories of, um, I had one yesterday, um, a lady who said, I'm an introvert, therefore I'll never get these new roles because they're asking for sales experience. So it's understanding, like, okay, what does this belief mean? What does being an introvert, why does that mean you can't be in a sales role? And it's about working with them about these beliefs that surround different words. It's around beliefs that they might have had all the way through growing up that just need to be have a little t- a tickle at and say, actually, does this serve you anymore to believe this? Um, or can this be changed? So through coaching, there's a lot of conversations that happen there's a lot of light bulb moments that happen in every single session for people to go oh I had never thought about it like that and with the lady who had the selling problem yesterday I asked her to give me her definition of what does selling mean to you if I was to go to her dictionary and she started to say oh it's a bit like car salespeople." and then she changed her mind said actually I think my definition would be consultative selling 
and building trust with people and doing everything right so they would want to buy from me. And I asked her, how she had she done this before? And she had. So it's about working with people to understand, have they done these activities before? What skills and strengths did they have to do that in the past? And why? what made it successful? And how can they apply that again? It's almost like they're very confident in their lack of confidence. Yeah. You know, they, they've convinced themselves of something that you need to unpick layer by layer by layer. And it's more of a sort of therapeutic thing than it is about giving the impression of confidence. I think we've all been taught to be a bit of a chameleon when we go into job interviews that we must research the company and we must act in a way that we think that um, an employee of this business may must look and part of that confidence goes oh I'm not really sure I'm that person and then they start to doubt themselves whereas actually not being a chameleon being really confident in yourself what your strengths are what your passions are what your values are and showing your authentic self in that situation is actually going to be a lot more confident than trying to fit into a different persona of who you think that they want to see in that interview room. Yeah, I often wonder when you read job descriptions and in particular job adverts, they create such an idealistic view of the perfect person that they want and they use lots of sort of go-getting phrases about how you need to be a fantastic team player and and of course nobody's, nobody's that perfect. And I wonder how much people who lack a bit of confidence project themselves against a job description that they just think is so unattainable that there's absolutely no point even applying yeah and it comes back to defining those words so if I saw analytical on a job spec for me that would daunt me because I'm just not an analytical person but I don't really understand what do they mean by analytical their definition might be very different to what my perceived definition is so I think it's about coming together and having that conversation and having the confidence to go forward for that interview to have that conversation in the first place as well. Because a lot of, as you say, a lot of the job descriptions will just put every single type of key phrase that they can imagine in there. And it's not for you to be ex- an expert at every single one. It's about you transferring the skills that you already have into this role and performing at your best and including your passion, because that was that's what's going to shine through especially at that interview stage. Do you think in those interview stages in particular, people try too hard to come across as confident if they're, if they're trying to mask their own lack of it? You know, at what point does self-confidence tip over into overconfidence or even cocky? <laughs> Good question. So for me, to be really confident is to be authentic, to be your natural self. So if you are a naturally more quiet person or naturally more resourceful or slow, then work to that. Don't necessarily presume that they want to see something else that you're not, because the more that you act like something that you're not, they'll just see straight through it and think, well, that's not authentic. And yeah, it does sort of go back into that uh, potentially looking arrogant. Do you think it's confusing extrovert with confidence? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) And I think being an extrovert is amazing. And I think there's a place for extroverts and introverts. But you don't want a a team full of them, though. No. And going back to the the conversation I had yesterday with this with this lady about a sales team, I said to her, I've come from working in a sales team of 20 different people. And we all had different skill sets. And we were all different characters. And we were all very good salespeople. Everybody is able to bring what they're good at to this team. 
Um, it's like a football team. You wouldn't want a full football team full of strikers. You have to have a mix. Do you think this is an English thing or a British thing as well? I mean, I've never met an unconfident American, for example. Yeah, is this a British thing about you worrying about appearing arrogant? If they are too confident, there's this constant need to check themselves or put themselves down? Um, I'm not sure if it's just our nation that feels this. I think everybody has a certain aspect of it. I think per- perhaps the Americans you see are the ones who are, uh, are out there shouting loudly about who they are. But definitely, I think people do experience those feelings of imposter syndrome, um, regardless of where you're from, that people get to a very high position and think, I'm I'm a fraud, I shouldn't be here. So I've definitely experienced it happening everywhere. Just many people don't talk about it. They keep these feelings internalised, and then that's when they probably work with a coach, and it all comes out. So are there any practical exercises people can do themselves at home? So, for example, if you've just had the letter, if you've just had the, the, the notification that the redundancy is happening and you're feeling very down and you're feeling you know, your self-esteem's taken a knock, is there something that you can practically sit there and do and go through yourself to, to, to try and start you off on this journey again? Absolutely. So the first thing I would suggest is you've got to address your feelings. So there's going to be feelings of anger or jealousy perhaps even loneliness and seeking help whether that's talking to somebody about those feelings will help you because that's the first thing that you should address because when you're coming from an angry place or a jealous place you make decisions perhaps in the wrong way the second thing if you're going to sit down and really work and I think this is a bit like doing your inner work before you put yourself out there is think about your transferable skills And the best way that I've ever experienced to do this is start by thinking, what am I good at? And what are the words that describe me? So I might draw myself in the middle and then start with a little spider diagram. And I start drawing lines away from it and writing words such as creative, loyal, honest, analytical, organized. Once I've written all my words... I then define them. So underneath the word, so if my example is creative, my definition of being creative is starting something that has never existed before and taking it to an end product, whether that's a masterclass, a workshop, uh, a painting, but it's from start to finish and it hasn't existed before. Now, using my definition, I will start to then put three different examples of when I have used that definition um, in practical experience. So for me, it would be I created a feedback workshop at work, which had never existed before. I had created a coaching academy type um, workshop at work. And then this starts to become muscle memory. The more I'm writing these things down, the more I can see where my skills and strengths are and see the live examples of when I've been using these different skill sets, then I start to become confident at thinking, okay, these skills are transferable and applicable to other businesses. So that's where I'd start. And that then is a fantastic exercise to do for your self-confidence, but it's also, you know, these are all things you're going to get asked in a job interview as well. You've already got some things in the bag there that you can pull out and go, well, actually, yes, I did do this and I did do that. And that's when you come across as confident too. Yeah, exactly. So just think about it as training your muscle, as if you were going to the gym and you wanted biceps and you're doing your dumbbell curls, 
This is just another exercise for you to train your confidence muscle. The more that you can remember times that you have done things, the more empowered you will feel. Okay, you've got all that in your bag, but what about I'm sat outside the room, literally or digitally, five minutes before the job interview is about to start. What can I run through in my head there? Is it like a breathing exercise? Is it a mantra? Or is it literally going through these points that you've just raised? Yep, so breathing is very important because that will help um, your nervous system. So an exercise I always do is take my index finger and run it up my thumb and down my thumb, then up the index finger and go across my hand up and down and trace my breathing with that. So I breathe it in when I go up and breathe down when I come down and do it slowly. And it takes my focus off because I'm focusing on touching my hand and doing the motion going up and down my fingers, concentrating on my breathing. So it helps reduce your nervous feeling and your, and your nervous system. It calms it all down. In times like this, when redundancy comes in waves because of an economic situation, a lot of the people who find themselves in that position haven't had to look for a job for years. They're not sort of regular job movers. They haven't had to do a CV, a job interview for, you know, it could be decades. So these kind of exercises for something that's so unfamiliar to them is so useful, I think. Absolutely. And I just really recommend seeking help. If you haven't written a CV in a long time, you haven't seen other people's CVs, ask for help from other people to review that with you ask other people, if you don't know what your strengths are, ask other people, when I've been working with you in the past, what have you liked about working with me? What have you seen me, have you seen me add value to the business? And start to get little tidbits from other people to help A, build your confidence, but also make you stand out because they're the things that you probably might not see yourself. They're your blind spots. This is all brilliant stuff, Lucy. Thank you so much. I mean, you're talking to the wrong guy. Any, any, anyone who has their own podcast, the hours and hours of themselves talking, doesn't want to hear that the world doesn't revolve around them. But, um, <laughs> so we might have to disagree on that. The world clearly does revolve around me. But <laughs> this is also interesting. It really is. And what I'll do is I'll put all your contact details in the episode description so people can go and find out more about what you do uh, and about this subject, because we've only scratched the surface of it here, of, of yeah. the kind of services that you can offer them. Thank you again for, for opening my eyes to something that I, I, I was so unfamiliar with, and it is so interesting. And a lot of it is, it sounds so obvious, but sometimes it takes somebody to tell you what the obvious things are. Absolutely. Uh, and, that's ex- and that's exactly what this is all about. So thank you again. No problem. Thank you so much. That was Confidence Coach Lucy Shutvine. Massive thanks to her, and as I said... Take a look at the episode description to find out more about her and the work that she does. And please go and check out the KBB Review Save Our Skills website at kbbreview.com forward slash save our skills to see everyone currently job seeking and to find out how you can be on there too if you need to. See you next time.